Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. A very good evening to you. It's just gone a minute after 7 o'clock. You're listening to Kaya FM 95.9. This is the home of the Afropolitan. And you are listening to Sidebar, usually with Cindy Fansel, Dr. Cindy Fansel, but today is a bit different. You are joined by myself, so Tomea is standing in for the good doctor herself. We're still feeling a bit under the weather, um, but hopefully she'll be back with us next week. Uh, all refreshed, feeling much better and uh, ready to keep you entertained and keep you informed on Sidebar with Dr. Cindy Fansel. So today we are talking about female reproductive health. We are taking your questions. If you've got any questions that you'd like to ask, if you're experiencing something at the moment, you're not sure what it is, um, should you be consulting a doctor? Should you go see a gynecologist? I'm not sure what it is. This is the best conversation for you to give us a call. The number to dial, as usual, it's uh, 0860 You can drop us an SMS, 36959 at a cost of 150. But of course, we are joined on the line by a gynecologist, Dr. Mishek Mbokota, who will be taking all your questions on so that conversation is going to be happening for the next hour, 7 o'clock up until 8 o'clock. Because a conversation a day is exactly what the doctor ordered. Sidebar with Cindy every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. It is now three minutes after seven. You're listening to Sidebar with uh, Dr. Cindy Van Sale. As I said earlier on, my name is Sotome. I'm standing in for Dr. Cindy and we are talking female reproductive health. And uh, joining us on the line now, we are very lucky to have uh, Dr. Mishek Mbokota, who is a gynecologist and can take all your questions when it comes to female reproductive health, uh, whatever it is that you want to talk about, endometriosis, you want to talk about fibroids, you've got any question to ask, this is the conversation for you. Dr. Mishek, thank you so much for joining us and availing yourself to us. No, good evening and thank you for having me and good evening to the listeners and everybody on on, on KFM. Yeah, so this is a very big conversation because there is so much when it comes to female um, uh, reproduction, when it talks to health, gynecological health. It's a huge, huge conversation. There's so many things um, or so many places where we can start. But I suppose maybe we can start with uh, the one that, well, for me as a lay person is, is probably more common, endometriosis. Yes, um, endometriosis, um, it it is common, and it's common because uh, it is now at least diagnosed quite regularly. Mm -hmm. In the the past, you know, the the stereotypes would, uh, if a black woman had low abdominal pain and painful menses, what people would suspect would be a sexually transmitted infection. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And and at least now that stereotype is moving away to looking at more and more into the reality of endometriosis. And in, in simple terms, endometriosis is basically when you get the, the lining of the womb mm-hmm. that uh, instead of that lining shedding off and coming out as menses through through the cervix and the vagina, mm-hmm. that lining flows backwards into the tubes, and it also it goes and implants in the either the tubes, the ovaries, and anywhere in the in the abdomen. So, what does that mean, and, Dr. Mishik? Does that mean then that you have lighter periods but more painful? Because I would imagine if it flows back, the periods are probably lighter. Am I am I correct? Yeah, what you are seeing on the outside is lighter, but because the the, the the endometrium has been implanted in those various uh, 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 parts of the body, each time you have a period where those little things are growing, mm. they also have a period. So they also bleed. Oh now my. you get bleeding into places where it's not supposed to bleed. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it will be into the peritoneum, if it's on the liver, if it's in the lungs. If, if it's on the tubes, uh, if it's on the ovaries. So, and the most common part, obviously, is the ovaries and the tubes. And then the next logical thing about it is that it then results in severe pain, but also infertility. Okay. So, we're going to talk more about endometriosis, but already the calls are already starting. Um, Dr. Mishik, people wanting to ask questions, uh, you know, about uh, their own specific health. So, I'm going to take a few calls, if you don't mind, and listen to all the questions. Um, Busi, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Busi. Hello. Hi, how are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm all thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I had a problem with cysts, you know, and fibroids. 
So I had to remove my um, my womb at the age of 36. Mm-hmm. And at the age of 37, then I started having the cysts and fibroids on my ovaries. Mm-hmm. So the doctor, the gynae suggested that I should remove both ovaries. So I removed both ovaries. But now I've got a pain still, like the, an abdomen, abdomen, lower abdominal pain. So what I wanted to find out is, is it possible for me to have cysts even though I do not have uh, the uterus and the ovaries. Okay, let's just uh, see if uh, Dr. Mishik's got any questions for Busi. No, no, no. I, I've had the question. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think one thing is that she said she had fibroids. Mm. Now, fibroids are, are tumors that are benign that grow on the womb. And once you've removed the fibroids and removed the womb, you can't get fibroids on the ovary. Okay. You can get other growths on the ovary, but not fibroids. Okay, so and secondly, she then she says she struggled with ovarian cysts. There are two types of cysts. There are what we call functional cysts, which are the cysts that you get with every cycle. And a cycle is your 28-day uh, cycle or for, for the average 28-day cycle. When you ovulate, where the ovary best open to release the egg, the, there's a bit of a cyst that remains. It usually disappears after three days, but in some people it it, it, it closes off and starts to enlarge and that's what we end up talking about functional cysts then you can have cysts in the ovary due to tumors mm-hmm. and the most common cysts in the ovary are due to pelvic infections okay. and the most common bug there is something called chlamydia mm-hmm. now and the unfortunate part with chlamydia is that the discharge doesn't smell the discharge looks like the mucus looks like water and so the people don't know they have it. Mm-hmm. And yet it damages the tubes and it causes this little, uh, we call them chlamydial cysts. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one other thing where she says she continuously has pelvic pain mm-hmm. is that you mustn't forget that there's also in the pelvis, there's also a bladder. So she must also check, make sure that she's not getting bladder infection. And it's, bladder infection is very common in women purely because of the, their anatomy. Uh, because the anatomy is such that where the urine comes out, you that area needs to be without bacteria at all. Then the vagina has bacteria and the anus has got bacteria. Mm-hmm. So the bacteria can migrate up. So when people go to the loo, we usually say to ladies, you must wipe from front, from to, front back. to back and throw away. Mm. Don't come back. And drink, and and then that's why we need to drink a lot of water. And after intercourse, people must go and pass urine so that whatever was touched at that area gets flushed out with the urine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Busi, I hope you got that. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Busi. Thank you. If you're just joining us, it is uh, 10 minutes after 7. You're listening to Kaya FM 95.9. You're listening to Sidebar with Dr. Cindy Van Sale. My name is uh, Sotomayor. I'm standing in for Dr. Cindy. And joining me on the line is uh, Dr. Mishek, who is a gynecologist, Dr. Mishek Mbokota. And we are talking about... Uh, gynecological health when it comes to women we are talking about uh, female um, reproductive health we're talking about anything that's got to do with any problems that you might have as a, a as a woman um, the likes of endometriosis whether it's fibroids whether it's cysts any question that you would like to ask or maybe something that you're experiencing at the moment the number to dial is 086 I will repeat that 086-0000959 You're more than welcome to also drop us an SMS 36959 at a cost of 150 if you would like to ask any questions to Dr. Mishik who joins us now on the line Now doctor we were just talking about um, endometriosis and I wanted to find out is it treatable? Is this something that you can that we can treat and be able to move on from it? Yes, um, endometriosis is treatable and the treatment is generally dependent on whether the person is looking to have children at that time or whether they just want to control the the pain and have normal menses. Now, the when the person wants to control the pain and want to have normal menses and at least try to, for lack of a better word, dry off the endometrial tissue that is in the wrong place, mm-hmm. then you can use medical treatment in terms of tablets and some of them are, are generally used as contraceptives. Uh, where they actually thin out the endometrium. Alternatively, 
with uh, the surgical method where you, with a laparoscope. Uh, laparoscope is a little telescope that you put through the, the belly button and then we're able to look and we can actually do what we call cauterization and for lack of a better word, that's to burn those uh, bits and pieces of endometrial tissue in the ovaries, in the tubes, and, and, and everywhere else in the abdomen when it's not supposed to be. And once we've bent it off, that on its own actually relieves. Now, there's the theories as to why, why this thing develops, and people sometimes blame tampons and mm-hmm. things like that. <laughs> the reality of the matter is that they're just theories, but the reality is that uh, when somebody hasn't had children, mm-hmm. The, the cervix or the mouth of the womb is tightly closed. Mm-hmm. So the womb has to squeeze a bit harder for the menstrual fluid to come out. Uh-huh. So, 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 so sometimes part of that menstrual fluid then flows backward. That's really one of the, 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 the what we call the pathophysiology of how it happens. So, so that's is why it safe to say, sorry, doctor, to cut you off, but I know I'm going to forget, is it then safe to say that the later you have kids, the more susceptible you are to endometriosis, or is that incorrect? Not necessarily because, as I said, it depends on how tightly closed your cervix uh-huh. is. Okay, okay. So, so sometimes we can just go and, and dilate the cervix a little bit. That also relieves that, allows menstrual flow to be better, and also helps to relieve menstrual pain. Because the pain of menstruation, especially for people who haven't had children, mm-hmm. is because the womb has to squeeze harder. Mm. to get the fluid out. That, oh. That's really in, 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 in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, we've got some more callers um, who want to speak to you, uh, Doctor. The number to dial, uh, as I said earlier on, 86 We've got uh, Dr. Meshuk, who is a gynecologist on the line, to ask any questions, well, to answer any questions that you might have, um, gynecological, uh, gynecological questions, that is. Zanella giving Thank us a call. You. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks in you, Zanella. I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. I want to ask the doctor. Recently, I'm having a problem of not having to hold my urine. Mm-hmm. Just after the urine, uh, you will see some, it's like not all of it uh, comes out. So is, is there a problem with me and is it something that I can be fixed? Have you just had a baby? I've had, I oh, know I've had, I've got three babies. Okay, let's hear what Dr. Mishik has to say. Uh, Dr. Mishik, I'm sure you heard that. Yes, I've heard that. Um, mm. I think what she describes is what we call Jabin stress incontinence. Mm-hmm. Basically, what tends to happen as people grow and, uh, a, a bit older and they've had uh, children, especially they've had pregnancies and they've delivered normally, the, 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 the capacity and the ability of the bladder to hold urine reduces. And when they cough and they laugh, then they have these little accidents where the urine leaks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they are pressed, they really have to run. Okay. Now, um, there are various ways of, of treating it, but uh, these days we were able, when it's as mild and it, start, it, it starts like that, we're able to sort that out with either laser, with uh, what you call fillers or, or PRP injections, or alternatively, um, people can... I mean, people will say, but they need, they need to put kegel balls and try to. Oh strike. yes, yes, I've heard. I've, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the the, the exercises, yes, they work, but you need to do a lot of them. You need to do a lot of them, and and by a lot, I mean, uh, remember, the kegel exercises they exercise the muscle, mm. and yet what is loose in the vagina uh, and and in, in the in the vagina and the bladder because they're just next to each other. It is the soft tissue, it's not the muscle, so it's difficult to exercise it. Okay. And that's why these days we either go and inject what we call fillers or plated fish plasma or we use laser to, 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 to assist in that way. For those who, so majority of people who've had children, one, two or three children who've gone into labor, they've been pregnant before, uh, they, at some point when they laugh or they cough, some some accident happened. The urine leaks, so they have to have a liner every time when they, when when they dress up. So it's it's something very common on the other side of forty. Okay, so this is something that you can expect. But the good news is it's it's something that that can be treated. It's not you know it's not permanent. 
yeah, it's not permanent. It can it can be treated, and uh, as I said, with advances in technology, the treatment is even much easier. Okay, um, we've already lost Zanella. I think there was something wrong with the line there. But if you're just joining us, it is uh, 16 minutes after seven. You're listening to Kaya FM 95.9. You're listening to Sidebar with Dr. Cindy Van Sale. My name is uh, Sotome. I'm standing in for Dr. Cindy Van Sale, and of course, I'm joined on the line by a gynecologist, Dr. Mishik, and we are talking about um, reproductive health. We're talking about all sorts of questions that you might have um, as a woman or as a person who probably lives with a woman. If you've got a sister, you've got a mother, you've got a, a wife, and there's something that you know both of you are going through in terms of her reproductive health and you'd like to ask some questions, the number to dial is 086-00-00959. You're more than welcome as well to drop us an SMS 36959. So we were just talking about um, endometriosis and, and I suppose, you know, we have a, a basic, well, at least I feel like I have a basic understanding now of endometriosis. But another big thing that as well, you know, as you uh, grow older and you start finding out all sorts of things in terms of uh, gynecology, one of the other big things is PCOS. What is that? <laughs> um, you're referring to PICA. Is it PICA, not PICOS? All right. PICOS, it's a PCOS. Yes. Yeah. We call that polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a, an acronym for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now, polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's a, a syndrome is a collection of symptoms. Mm-hmm. So usually it's something where you find that um, a lady has got multiple cysts on the ovary. Mm. Sometimes when we do an ultrasound, the cysts are lined up along the ovary like a necklace. Mm -hmm. And because there are these multiple cysts, she has irregular periods or they have long periods of amenorrhea where they don't see their periods. Mm -hmm. Then they tend to have oily skin with a lot of acne. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they fall into this group of conditions that we call metabolic syndrome or syndrome X. Mm-hmm. So and and obviously linked to that that there's infertility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 they're a bit hirsute. They've got slightly their hair distribution is slightly more male than female. So they would have a mustache because their testosterone levels are a bit higher. Oh. And they, they may have a mustache, but. Usually, the, the the head distribution, the female head distribution, especially and uh, lower down, mm. it, it doesn't go up to the belly button. Oh. It, it stays below. So once it starts going up to the belly button and forming the the, 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 the triangle that go up to the belly button, then you know that the the, the testosterone levels are slightly higher. High, is a little bit high. Hey, Dr. Mishak, um, I don't want to cut you off, but you've got so many people waiting to speak to you. I feel like I shouldn't be selfish. So I'm going to take the calls and let them ask you questions. Agnes, good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Agnes. Agnes. Hi, how are you? I'm good on you. I'm good, thank you. You've got a question for Dr. Mishak? Um, Yes, I do. Mm. So... In T17, I was diagnosed with endometriosis, mm. and I did a special for it. Then 2019, I started um, using um, the injected mm-hmm. for a month, but since then my throat hasn't come back, and I have horrible throat pains every month, but nothing comes out, so I just wanted to know is it possible that the intramyosis have returned or something? Because I don't understand why. Okay, um, Dr. Mishik, I'm sure you got that. Yes, I just wanted to find out. I guess she's off the line. Which no, no, she's not off the line. You can ask, Doctor. Which which injections was she using? Was it the two month injection or three month injection? Okay, uh, Agnes. Three months injection. Sorry, say that again. Three months injection. Three months injection. So she was using the three months. Okay. Mm. All right. So, so what, 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 what it means is that she, she was put on um, what we call a progestin-only injection. It's called a depot, as either as a contraceptive or as both a contraceptive and as trying to treat the endometriosis. Now, what the injection does is that it 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 thins out the lining of the womb, the endometrium, mm-hmm. and when it is thinned out. And that's why she's not seeing a, uh, her periods. Then they go into a period of amenorrhea. But remember, the cycle doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. So the womb will still contract at the time when it's supposed to contract, thinking that it's expanding 
menstrual fluid to come out. So that's why she still experiences menstrual pain. Now, the one way of dealing with that is the only way of dealing with menstrual pain and the most effective way of dealing with menstrual pain is actually what you call combined contraceptives. So a contraceptive, which is a combination of uh, estrogen and progesterone, either in a form of a tablet or these days in a form of a patch. Mm-hmm. In that way, because that mimics the cycle, it stops the ovulation, and then that reduces a menstrual pain for either a person with endometriosis or a person without endometriosis. Okay, so it's not so much that it's back, or maybe it could possibly that it's that contraction that happens when it's meant to happen. Yes. Okay, Agnes, did you get that? Um, yes, I do. But what I wanted to know, will my daughter return? Well, it's been almost a year and they haven't returned yet. Okay, doctor? Yeah. Yeah, the, the challenge with uh, with that injection that you are using, and, and, and uh, I've been very... Uh, for lack of a better way, it's an injection that I don't prescribe to, to anyone because uh, some, people, some of the countries that manufacture it don't use it. Wow. Even though it doesn't make you infertile, you can't predict how long you take to return to fertility. Mm-hmm. So it can be six months, it can be a year, in some people it can be two years. Oh my. So, so that's the problem with that injection. So, so it's one of the side effects of it and not everybody gets the same side effect. Some other people, when they are using that very injection, they just have periods which they can't control. And then you get others that don't see their periods for a long time. Yes, yes. Okay, Agnes, I hope that helps. Um, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, like I said, the number to dial 0860000959. We've got Dr. Mishik uh, Bokota, who's a gynecologist, joining us on the line to answer all your questions. We've got another caller, Busisiwa. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good evening. How are you, ma'am? We're good. Thanks, Nju Busisiwa. I'm good. How are you, doctor? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Let me put him back. Doctor, how are you? I'm good, ma'am. How are you? Uh, you know, I have a problem. I went to my doctor, I think there was a year, March, and uh, she said, okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm in my late 40s now. So she gave me some pills, Angelique. Uh, she said she wants my, to balance my hormones so that I don't suffer, or like, um, the, um, what do you call them? Um, the hot flashes. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you when you monopause, mm. so uh, last year uh, about she gave me around about March, and some in between I became very sick and uh, like I was feeling dizzy, vomiting, and all the things. So they said no, uh, I've got iron deficiency, and then but now these pills what they do is I go on my period for a very long time. I can go on for a month, and uh, from day one until the end. I'm suffering from period pain. And under normal circumstances, I don't have period pain. Okay. And is it heavy? So pain? now she took back again. Okay, I stopped them last the last year. And then uh, three weeks back, I went back to her. And the same thing now is happening again to me. Okay. And is it heavy bleeding, Busisi? Yes, it's very heavy. Okay. Dr. Mishik? Okay. Yeah, I think we there are probably two or three things there. One of the things that you need to be careful of is that before you diagnose yourself or before you are diagnosed as somebody in the perimenopause or in menopause, just do a hormonal uh, test and see if your hormones are at the levels of of being a menopausal or perimenopausal. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing. Secondly, is that again around that age, most women have had a a tubal ligation or a sterilization Mm -hmm. and and therefore they are more likely to have heavy periods regardless of whether they are using any contraceptive or not. And thirdly, around that time, again, a number of women have got a condition that we call adenomyosis. Now, if you remember endometriosis, we said is the lining of the womb going to the tubes and the ovaries. And then now adenomyosis. Back, yeah. Yes. Now, adenomyosis is the same lining of the womb, but now it goes into the muscle of the womb. And it goes into the muscle of the womb. It, it, what it then does is that when you have your periods, they become heavy and all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, Angelic, Angelic is a, it's a, it's a trade name for a, a hormone replacement therapy, which we, is used for people or with, who are either in the, what you call the climacteric, the perimenopause, or, or menopausal. 
it's a combined uh, pill and therefore it's cyclical so it will work like as if they are taking a, a for lack of a better word an oral contraceptive now it will control the hormones but it will not change if you've got adenomyosis and it will not change if you've got uh, if you've got pelvic congestion from from a tumor ligation. So mm. th- those are the things that she, she needs to be looked at, and, that, and that's the combination that she, she, she needs to be looking at to see if the uterus not bulky because it doesn't get big; it just get a bit bulky, slightly bulky. And the, the easiest way to see it is when you do what you call Doppler on it and see how much uh, blood flow is inside the uterus. Um, so. So, so the other thing with, with hormone supplements, obviously, is that each and every person responds differently to the same treatment. And therefore, the, the much better thing to do is that if you're, not, if, you're, if you're not tolerating a particular hormone supplement or hormone replacement therapy, rather change and try another one until we get the one that, that is suitable for you, which would be the one that you'd use on, on a chronic basis. Okay. Busisi, where did you get that? Oh, Shabbat, sorry. Busisi, where did you get that? Hi, Busisi, where? Yes, I did. Thank you, you did. so oh, much. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, Busisiwe. If you're just joining us, it's now 27 minutes after 7. You're listening to the home of the Afropolitan. You're to, we're talking to Dr. Meshek Mbogota. We're talking about gynecological issues. Entla, you've been holding on for so long. I'm just going to take a short break and then I come back with you. Lindiwe as well. Thank you so much for holding on, guys. We're just going to take a short break. When we come back, we continue this conversation right here on Kaya FM 95.9. If you're just joining us, it is half past seven. You're listening to Kaya FM 95.9. We are having a chat with uh, Dr. Mishek Mbokota, who's a gynecologist, joining us on the line. And we are taking your calls on 0860 If you've got any questions that you'd like to ask that are gynecological, if you have a sister, you have a, a wife, you are the person that might be going through something at the moment that's gynecological and you'd like to get um, some advice, the number to dial is 0860 And thank you so much for holding on. Angela? Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Good, you're speaking to Sandra. Oh, Sandra. Hi, Sandra, yes. Yes, yes, I've got a question for the dog. Um, I'm 36 years old and um, I have uh, heavy bleeding when I go on my periods and I also have uh, a recurring infection. Like every month after, soon after my period, I get an infection. And then also I have a terrible back pain, like on the abdominal, like on the back. Mm -hmm. And then also some sharp pains on the right side, on the bottom here, just below the belly button. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering, could it be something serious or I don't know. Okay. Um, Dr. Mishik? Yeah, just. Oh, sorry, doctor. Um, We lost you there for a second. Please start again. Yes. Uh, just to ask one or two questions. Mm. How, how many children does she have? Uh, and so how many uh, kids? I don't have any kids yet. Okay, and how old are you, you said? 36. 36. Okay, she 36. doesn't have kids yet, yeah. And, uh, and then the kind of infection you are talking about, is it the discharge that is uh, thick, cream, white and itchy, or w- w- what kind of infection is it? Yes, it's a, it's a thick, cream, cream, white infection. And it's itchy? Uh, no, it's it's a bit smelly. Okay. It's smelly. Okay. Um, doctor? Okay. All right. Uh, look, the the key thing for me with her, she's 36. She has got no children. She's got heavy period. The first thing that I must look for is whether she's got fibroids or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing. And with that, that then would explain the, the, the heaviness that she feels, the, the bit of the back ache, because sometimes when the uterus is full of fibroids, it it does what you call a for vets, meaning that it falls backwards, mm-hmm. and then that puts pressure on the back. So they get a bit of a a, a pull type of backache towards the end of the day, and 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 so that's 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 the one thing that she needs to be on the lookout for. The infection is one of two things: either she's got thrush, mm-hmm. but as well she says it's not that itchy. She may also be having a condition that we call a bacterial vaginosis, uh-huh. which occurs when the there's a change in the in, in the environment within the vagina whereby the, the normal bacteria are disturbed and the abnormal bacteria basically take over and they produce a particular smell. It smells like fish mm-hmm. and um, and that 
that smell is basically felt by the person. Now, if you take antibiotics without probiotics, um, that, that infection just keeps on coming back uh-huh. over and over again. And then people sometimes tend to go and buy these fancy things uh, that they say they used to clean their, their, their private parts. Yoni, what, what? Yeah, yeah, you named them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and look, I always say, you know, God is a fair, is a fair person. Mm. He has provided free water for us. And he has made every vagina to cleanse, to cleanse itself. All you need is the water to, 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 to rinse it. You don't need any fancy soaps or any fancy creams to apply or any fancy douches to use to keep your vagina clean. Okay. Okay, we've already lost Sandra, so we're going to take other calls, but I'm yes. hoping she was listening um, on the radio. Uh, we've got uh, more callers. Uh, Lindiwe, thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. Hello. Hi, Lindiwe, how are you? Yes, I'm okay, thank you. Mm. Yeah, the question I have for doctor, uh, I'm I'm 50 years old this year. Mm. I'm using Deadpool Provera. It's been uh, a while. It's been some years now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to understand the side effect of it. Is the side is the, the side effect? Is it only uh, when one doesn't see a period even even after stopping it for some time? Mm-hmm. Is that the only side effect? I just need to note that. Because of uh, with me, I'm not planning to have any more kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, if it's the only side effect, then I'm okay with it. I've heard doctor say that it's not used where in it's the country produced, where it's yeah. produced. So I, I, I was just concerned about that. Okay. And then the second question is uh, it's with, with regard to my sister. Uh, she's uh, 53 years old. She's still menstruating, and then she's experiencing. A heavy pain, like she's uh, she's giving birth. Oh, wow. The okay. pain will go on and on until a large um, a large blood clot comes out, then it oh, becomes better. No. Okay, she's, uh, experiencing that every month. Okay, can you stay on the line, uh, Lindu, for Doctor Mishik? Um, Doctor Mishik, I'm sure you heard that. Yes, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let, let's start with uh, her sister. Um, at 53, still seeing her periods. Um, and the fact that the periods are painful suggests that she may be having what we call endometrial polyps, which is a a little a little polyps or little round uh, pieces of flesh in the endometrium. And then, as they get to the mouth of the womb, the womb tries to squeeze them out, and it's like literally labor. Mm. And once they've gone past the womb, and then that's why she says the clot comes out. Um, and then, and then suddenly, so she probably has a lot of them in the in the in, inside the, 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 the lining of the womb. She needs to be assessed because at her age, you don't want to have to be having periods, mm. and you don't want to be having polyps because that could be a risk factor for what we call endometrial cancer. Okay. So she needs to have that checked. So that they take a sample of the lining of the endometrium, send it to the lab, and 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 analyze it just to make sure that there's no there, there's no there's no other funny abnormality developing in there. It may just be the polyps, but we always worry after 51 when the periods are still there. We generally worry about uh, endometrial uh, malignancies. Okay, and then the depot. Yeah, right. Now coming to her. Um, I said I don't use the depot because uh, the countries that make it generally don't use it on their own people. Mm. And I'm 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 gonna ask you a simple question as to whether doesn't she have any other form of contraception that she can use other than depot? Now, the depot, except for causing a thinning of the endometrium, whereby you either don't see your periods or the periods become heavy. Mm. At her age, it may also limit her ability to absorb calcium. Uh-huh. And that means that her bones become a bit brittle, so mm-hmm. she can get what we call osteoporosis, mm-hmm. and and that will also result in, in in joint pain. So so so, but other than that, there is nothing else. The only challenge with 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 that injection is for people in the childbearing age who want to use it now, have a, a baby in two years' time, and they struggle to go back to fertility. All right, uh, Lindy, I'm sure you got that, and maybe you can use a different uh, contraceptive. 
Oh, the only problem is the uh, my body cannot absorb calcium. Yeah, which is which is a problem. You know, as you grow older, you've got to be able to absorb the calcium because you need it. So maybe you need to look at um, other options. Um, you, you know, and 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 see. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you so much for joining okay. us, okay. Lindiwe. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. So the calls are still coming in. The number to dial is 0860000959. We're still joined on the line by Dr. Mishik Mbokota, um, a gynecologist, taking your questions. We've got patients now giving us a call. Patients, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I have a question for the doctor. So um, I think since I was a teenager, my, my period pains have always been very painful. Mm. And um, I was only diagnosed with endometriosis in my 30s when I was trying to conceive. Mm. And um, at that time, I then had a laparoscopy, and they found that you know my ovaries were almost you know um, attached to my uterus. I think they were saying, mm-hmm. and so I had a couple of a couple of operations, um, laparoscopic again, to to try and detach them and to just clear all the you know all the bits that were, that were there. But uh, I think I had about three laparoscopies, and um, but since then my my tears you know, take, you know, almost up to 10 days, nothing heavy. So the first few days are quite normal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I keep getting um, so towards, you know, day five, uh, six, seven, eight, I, I, I get, you know, like old blood, like brown uh, mm-hmm. clots coming out. And uh, that goes on for, you know, up to, you know, 12 days. So my period is almost take 12 days now while, while that's happening. So I'm wondering if it's, you know, if it was something that happened with the laparoscopy, is it something that I need to go and get checked out again, mm-hmm. or worried about, or you know? Okay, uh, Dr. Mishik. Uh, Dr. Mishik. Yes, um, I think what uh, what she's just described is the is an evolution of of endometriosis over a period of time, mm. and uh, it 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 can be devastating for a lot of people. And just to put into context, a normal cycle should be between three days to seven days. The minute it goes beyond that, it's abnormal. And so, and what we also need to be aware, what she says that uh, she, she sees some brown slough coming out. Now that brown slough, it, it's blood that was, menstrual fluid that was released a few days ago, and then it, is, it stayed up in the vagina, and then it has changed color. Mm-hmm. So it's now coming out as the old blood, for, for lack of a better word. Now, what what she didn't tell us is whether she has been able to fall pregnant or whether she's planning to fall pregnant. Let, let's ask a doctor to have, yes. to have kids. Uh, patients, I'm sure you heard that. Yeah. yeah no, I, I didn't want to be to conceive, but I haven't had a child, no. So, uh, no, that never worked out. Um, what was the other question? Um, so, she, he, doctor was asking if you're planning on having kids, are you having kids? You know, are okay. you struggling with having kids? Okay. Yeah, I'm still struggling to have kids, so I never did conceive. I'm I'm 40 now. I don't know if I'm going to keep trying, to be honest. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to see any options for what I can do regarding this. Okay. Um, doctor? Okay. Okay. No, it's fine. The, 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 the options are quite simple. If she's not planning to have children, the easiest thing for her is to use a a what we call it a combined oral a combined contraceptive which could be either a pill or a patch Mm -hmm. then that regulates that brings your periods to five to five to seven days you you no longer have this 12-day cycle if she's planning to fall pregnant then it's time to to go and visit her uh, either a gynecologist or a fertility specialist to try and help her to get pregnant quicker either through um, uh, ovulation induction or some form of assisted reproduction so that she can have her children quicker. She's already 40, so um, her time is, 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 is getting a bit short. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Um, Patience, I hope you got them. Okay. I hope you got the help that you need. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank yes. you very much. If you're just joining us, it is almost uh, quarter to eight. You're listening to the home of the Afropolitan. You're listening to Sidebar. My name is uh, Sutu Mayer, standing in for Dr. Cindy Francel. And of course, uh, the other person that you've been hearing on the other end is Dr. Mishik, who is a gynecologist. And he's taking all your calls about your gynecological questions that you'd like to ask. And the number to dial is 0860000959. Irene, I see your call and uh, an anonymous caller as well. I'm just going to take a short break. When we come back, um, we carry on with those calls. Sidebar with Dr. Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9.
But we carry on with our uh, conversation with uh, Dr. Mishik. I'm going to try to fly through the calls because we literally have 15 minutes left and you guys are only calling now. I don't know why you are so last minute. So we're going to try to fly through the calls so we can uh, accommodate everyone. Irene, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, are you? Hi, hi, I'm good. Thanks, and you? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I've got a question for Dr. But first, I would like to uh, say an appreciation message. I've been a patient for Dr. Tambogot uh, from, I think, 20 days. Every time we went to him with a um, female program or any questions, we always had a solution in answer. 2018, I was pregnant with my daughter. You know, I had the most easiest pregnancy because he was always there to, to support me, to give, you know. Yeah. Whenever, you had, whenever you had problems and you asked your question, you always had answers. I had the best delivery ever, you know. Yeah. The promise that you'll not have an episode and I never had that. I mean, the line is so bad, but I get the I get the gist of what you're saying. You know, um, what an amazing doctor you have. So uh, at the moment, um, they actually Oh, Irene, we can barely hear you. I'm going to send you back to our producer and see if uh, maybe Ernie can work his message, his magic, and try to make the line a bit better because we can barely hear. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to move on to somebody who would like to remain anonymous. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Yes, um, so I had a surgical um, termination last year. Mm. And since then, uh, my period cycle has been like way, way off. I've got abnormal period pains, which I never used to suffer from. So in the past, I'd have my period normal and I'd go through my period without having um, to go through um, period pains. Mm -hmm. And then after some time, after that termination, um, yeah, the periods got bad. And even when I'm not on my periods, I feel like my womb is pulling. Mm -hmm. So it feels like, yeah, it's pulling very hot and painfully so. And I'm starting to worry, have, will I even still have kids mm -hmm. after this? Or is it like permanent damage? Because it was from a doctor who is a professional guy mm -hmm. And... Yeah, so I'm, I'm just a bit worried about the pains and my periods are longer and more and more heavy. And how and old are you, um, Anonymous? 31. 31. Okay, let's hear from Dr. Mishik. Uh, doctor? Yes, just a quick one, quick question as mm. to how far pregnant she was when the physical termination was done. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'm it sure was got four weeks. Four weeks, yeah. so it was still quite early. Weeks. Okay. okay, so it's still quite early. Look, um, if... If, if it was that early and it was done by a, a, a professional and I assume that then they used a manual uh, vacuum aspiration to, to, to do the termination, then um, the only other thing that uh, she, she could worry about other than uh, anything is if, and that's a big if, mm. maybe infection may have set in, but if she has not had uh, discharges or anything like that, then it's unlikely to, to have happened. So whatever she may be feeling now in terms of the periods being heavy, the periods being a bit painful, it may just be because she's going on to the other side of 30, then mm -hmm. she's developing a bit of pelvic congestion. And what I always say to people who've gone through this process is that sometimes it is the mental worry about and the mental uh, a subtle guilt of mm. having done the procedure as to whether I will ever be able to fall pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And that's more the biggest problem than the actual physical issues within the uterus. So it becomes more psychological. Um, Anonymous, I'm sure you got that? Yes, I did. So just to then further ask, does it mean that the pulling, is it something that normal, like so basically internally, it feels like it's like a sharp pain, that it feels like it's pulling down. So while they're cleaning, the vacuuming, it feels like that pain of when the vacuum... When it was actually happening, happens. yeah, the yes, procedure. I don't know if that's normal or is it side effects of the, the termination or how does it work? Okay, doctor. No, it, it, it's, uh, as, I, as I said, the, when the uterus goes to try to expel uh, menstrual fluid, it contracts. And those contractions are like cramps. It's like when you're having uh, tummy cramps. So they, they, they squeeze and pull. Now... She, she just explained something now to say it feels like the suction that uh, that, that was being used. Mm. Now, and that goes back to what I said earlier on that sometimes this thing become more more in uh, we, we call it somatization, whereby 
something has happened and it bugs you and then it becomes real as if, it, if it's happening. Mm-hmm. But she sh- I don't think she needs to be worried more about it. Maybe what she needs more, it's, 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 it's post-counseling. Uh, she go and have counseling after that to deal with the effects of that. But sometimes the decisions are, da- are made quicker. The, the termination is done quicker. And then the thinking happens. After that after the effect and so the the, the bit of counseling post is, is is much more important than than even the the, the, the counseling proceed, before. yeah yeah okay anonymous i hope you got that yeah thank you all right thank you so much for, uh thank you for your call puling thank you so much for joining us hello hi puling how are you hi so i'm good and you i'm good thank you good hi dr Michelle. mine is very very simple mm. i'm having a problem with the, a very but uh, smelling urine. Mm. You know, I can drink lots of water the whole day. It clears up. But, you know, in the middle of the night, when I go to make a pee, now this whole thing comes back again. Like, I don't know. It's like I eat something during the night that's going to make my urine smell very, mm. very bad. Okay. I don't know. Because I do drink lots of water. I drink lots of water. But it's still. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Mishik? Yes, um, just to, to, is she still on the line? Yes, yes, uh, she's still on yeah. the line, Puling. Yeah. Are you listen- you're here, right? Yeah. Okay. Just, just, if, if she says she drinks a lot of water, how much water? And secondly, is, is the urine just a bit smelly or does it burn? Okay. Puling? It's very bad, Dr. Mishak. Like, I have to, you know, some other people, they don't flush after they, they make a pee, but I have to make sure that I flush. Because the smell is very, very bad. It's horrible. And does it sting? Like, the, it, is there a bit of a sting? No. And how many how many cups or how many glasses of water do you have? I can have maybe, like, normal coffee uh, cups, like, maybe four or five at work. Okay. And in the morning before I go to work and also in the, in the when I'm home. So about seven I'll cups? Two. Yeah, I'll have two maybe when I'm home, yeah. Okay, doctor. Okay. Now, um, when we say people must drink enough water, we basically mean two liters of real water per day. Mm-hmm. In that way, it helps the kidneys to dilute whatever they have, whatever is in the urine so that the acid that's in the urine and whatever breakdown products, especially the urea mm-hmm. that's in the urine, is diluted. And then the smell and the stinging doesn't come in. Mm-hmm. Now, people like her, if she takes slightly more, goes to two to two and a half liters, she's better off. And, and then you can tell that probably she sweats quite a lot. And, and that's why the urine concentrates uh, uh, in that manner. And, and that also then re- leads to this urine being dark and then with, with this uh, urea smell. Uh, the fact that it's not stinging and it's not burning, it's, it's a good sign because it means it's not a bladder infection, mm-hmm. it's not a kidney infection. All that we need is to dilute the urine as much as possible by drinking a lot of water. And in any way, the, the, the water, as I said earlier on, can never be bad for anyone. The body can only take as much as it wants, but the body, when it needs water, it needs a lot of it. Okay, Puling, you got that, Annie? Okay, I've got the doctor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to try to just swing through these calls. We've got another anonymous caller. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi there. Mm, Hi. Hi, I hope you guys are good. Um, good. I Mm. just had a query. So I was diagnosed with endometriosis stage four when I was 18, which was a couple of years ago. Um, I'm 22 now. I'm on this medication that uh, my doctor put me on about four months ago and since then I have not had my period at all and I'm just worried because it kind of feels like you know because I'm not ovulating at all you know is that going to hinder the fertility process Mm -hmm. should I decide to have kids in like three years okay um Dr. Mishik what's the medication that she's on what's your medication anonymous it's the sun sorry say that again the sun okay I I didn't get that doctor but I'm sure you're familiar with it yeah yeah, no, it's this are not fine. Mm. Yeah, it is one of the it's specifically uh, developed and created to to treat uh, endometriosis. Mm. It's like a contraceptive, um, a, a combined oral contraceptive. All combined oral contraceptives they stop you from ovulating. 
Mm-hmm. So when you stop using them, you go back to ovulating again. So you mustn't worry about the fact that it stops you from ovulating. What it also does is that because it thins out the lining of your womb, so that's why you're not seeing any, any period at, at the moment. But once you stop it, your ovulation returns and your cycle goes back to normal. All right. Uh, you got that anonymous, honey? Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. We're going to take Kanyezi and then Irene again. And that's it for the evening. Kanyezi, quickly, how are you? I'm well, thanks for yourself. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for holding. Shame, you came on, you were off, then you were on again. Thank you for your patience. Yay. Mm. It's a pleasure. Mm. Uh, just a quick one for the doctor. Um, last year in March, I had a laparotomy done because um, the doctor said that I have um, endometriosis. So I haven't seen my period since. I went for two shots of uh, Zolidex. So I just wanted to find out what could be the reason that I'm not seeing my period and um, with regards to infertility as well, because I am five years old now mm-hmm. and I still have no kids. And they said I have primary infertility. So what is it that can be done to treat the infertility and um, also my periods? Okay, doctor. Okay. Um, Zoladex, it's, um, it's a pellet, it's an injection that we use to treat uh, other endometriosis or to shrink fibroids. What it does is that it induces a state of menopause in your body, so it blocks off your hormones. So that's the reason why you're not seeing your periods. You're actually probably experiencing some hot flashes and, and, and as if you're somebody in the menopause. The objective of it is just to, to shrink the endometrial tissue wherever it is because they said you have, you've got a, a, a bit of a higher stage of uh, endometriosis. And then once its effect is gone, because its effect is about uh, three to six months, and then once its effect is gone, your, your, your body will start producing its own hormones and you'll go back to your own cycle. But then they will have to go back and see if the tubes are patent or whether you need uh, assisted reproduction to fall pregnant. Okay, Nganyez, you got that? I did get that, but um, like I said, it's been a year that I haven't seen my period, so should I go back to the doctor? Uh, doctor? Yes, 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 you should go back. Uh, when was your last zona day? It was in July. In July last year. Um, yeah, you can go back, but uh, I think, uh, you, you are, because as I said, we usually give it six months to work, and then after six months, things start returning to normal. But you can go back and check, and then, uh, but I think uh, probably within a month or two, your periods will start coming back. All right, and can you see you got that, Anne? No, I got that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our final caller for the evening, Irene, another one that's been so patient. You literally have like a minute, but uh, thank you for coming back. Yes. Thank you. Um, I want to service, doctor, because um, the time we were doing the pregnancy scan, 2017, 2018, we discovered that I've got a, a fibroid. Mm. So I want to know, from last year, late last year, like going during intercourse, there are some times where I experience this excruciating pain. Mm. It's like as if my uterus is being ripped off. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know whether it's still that fibroid or what. Okay. Uh, Dr. Mishik? Yes. Um, no, I, I got that. Um, it, it, it's possible that uh, what she's now got, because the fibroid was, the fibroid was in the posterior aspect of the, of the uterus, so she's developed, it has, it has weighed heavy on the uterus, and she's developed what we call retroversion. Mm. Now, which means that the, the roof of the uterus has fallen onto what we call the, the pouch of Douglas. And so during intercourse, what was supposed to be an empty space, empty space, there's a uterus, and then that gets pushed, gets pushed up and down, and that creates a lot of pain. And how do you so deal with it? We're gonna have to take it to theater, remove the fibroid, and lift the uterus up. Okay, Irene, does that help you? Yeah, because sometimes when I sneeze or some, but now it's better. I mean, after delivery, for sometime until late last year, when I sneeze, a little bit of urine would would come out. Okay. Um, Irene, I think you're going to have to listen on the phone, but we'll just hear what the doctor has to say. We literally have 30 seconds to say goodbye, uh, okay. but you listen on the phone, right? Yes. Thank you. Um, Dr. Mishak, any last final thoughts for Irene? Yeah, last final thoughts for her is that the, I think she knows uh, that uh, the reason why the urine leaks is because the bladder muscle was, was weakened and, um, and and that would need to, to, to be strengthened with what we spoke about earlier on either a PRP injection or, or laser, and um, uh, 
which is somebody that I know for, for, for a long time. So we'll, we'll be able to deal with that. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Mishik. I, you know, I want to say long goodbyes, but I literally have 10 seconds. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's it from me. I'm back uh, tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on the home of the Afropolitan.